Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. Good evening, Beer Geeks. You've made it. It's the weekend. And the signal for the weekend is, of course... Us desperately trying to find a, a new way to introduce this podcast, and I'm yet to find one. Um, any thoughts, Bradley? No. Um, my back hurts. My back hurts. <laughs> God, my back hurts. They are my only thoughts right now, Johnny. You, um, <laughs> you, you hurt yourself being that guy stopping a, a door closing on the tube, right? Yeah. So obviously, we're you know we're, we're we're kind of going about our daily business still, and we're we're making. Uh, you know the best damn quality beer content on the web. Damn straight. Um, we we were shooting over in in Highgate this week for for something we're we're about to sneaky peeky in a minute. And uh, I hate getting a tube anyway. I get incredibly anxious on it. But I was waiting for the tube. If anyone doesn't know this, the London tubes. If you if you stand on the platform and you look for the London Underground symbol across from you across the track. That is where the doors will be, um, pretty much. They're, that is where the doors are going to open. Um, so I was waiting patiently by a little sign, and uh, tubes weren't massively busy. And the door opened, and the guy getting off at my door took an incredibly long time to get out. He was just fannying about massively, and everyone from the other end of the carriage ran on and got all of the seats just as I was getting in, just to get my seat, uh, uh, someone picked me to it. So I then got off of the carriage and and I've, I've got a very big backpack with all camera equipment and stuff in it, got off of the carriage, jumped off the train, jumped back on to the next carriage along just as the doors were going beep, 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 beep. Um, and I had, instead of two strapping the weight evenly across my shoulders, I had one... Uh, arm on it in a sort of bear hug kind of maneuver trying to just you know brute force this bag from one door to another and with my other arm I just absolutely body checked this closing tube door and as I did that um, something in the base of my spine just felt like it exploded and I felt I, I managed to get on the tube I sat down instantly felt like I'd been stabbed or um, like mortally wounded. I couldn't breathe. It was really, really a bizarre, horrible experience, uh, especially when you've got a mask on and you're sort of sweating profusely because you're anxious anyway. And everyone, you feel like everyone's looking at you. 
Um, I had to sit on there for, I think, six stations, and I kept sort of trying to touch my back to check that I hadn't been stabbed by anyone because it just felt such a such a stabby knifey pain it was it was really horrible and then uh i had to come out of the tube and we did a whole day's filming after that so i was kind of putting a brave face on it but i felt absolutely terrible um and that's all we have time for in this week's podcast thanks for listening <laughs> exactly. that was friday 5 p.m <laughs> blimey i'm so, glad yeah, i beer, asked eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, so long story short, Brad Hurt is back on the tube. Um, yeah. I've I've hurt every bone in my body actually this week because we are in the final preparations of the groundwork for building the studio slash brewery in the back of my house, and um, it was last week that I sent a panic text to Brad going, "We found concrete," <laughs> so we dug down a bit. Uh, to start laying the foundation, and we'd found concrete way too close to the surface than we needed it. So, uh, obviously, you rope in your parents at this point, so my dad came down, and together we sledgehammered out a load of concrete. I now own a sledgehammer, which, it was so much fun, honestly. Like, I think I might go into demolition. Um, Just pounding out concrete, and then we uh, tomorrow I've got to dig the foundations that were supposed to be dug last week hopefully in time for the studio to arrive which i'm building the week after is it is it, have they actually got back to you because when we last were talking about this in the week you were you were frantically ringing them and they were just not picking the phone up yeah it could it could all be a con bradley i could have <laughs> i could have you know done what old people do and just bought something from a website that doesn't actually exist oh, um, we probably... well, definitely haven't because i've i've met somebody else who said that they had one of these D house um, <laughs> things. I'm not giving them any free airtime. Screw no. those guys. Although Didn't currently we're criticising them. But yeah, we, we, yeah, we'll tell you whether they're good or not once once the building's arrived and I've built it. I'm, but, I'm picturing you, Johnny, like you and your dad. Like, Have you seen There Will Be Blood with Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> yeah. where he's a he's an oil man? I'm picturing you like, well, maybe your dad is is him and you're the young son. And you're you're kind of digging for soil, not oil, soil. But you hit a rich vein of concrete just mm. below the surface, and it and you know, then cat- catastrophe ensues as you smash it to pieces. Yeah, I mean, it's basically there will be sledge. blood, but um, yeah, there will be Johnny's blood, much and lower sweat and tears. I mean, there, w- there was some blood because we also took down a holly tree, um, and that oh you yeah, know, that's that, spiky. That, took its revenge on me as it came down. Mm. Can't blame um, it, can you? No, I mean, it was really sad to have to cut down any tree, but it was slap bang in the middle of where the studio was going. Um, so that, that holly tree, you know, came down in the name of great beer brewing and, as you said, the internet's best beer content. That's it. TM. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that was my week, and obviously we were obviously filming together because that's why you were getting the godforsaken tube, um, oh, filming yeah. the the last scene of two projects that we've been working quite hard on. One is the Square Root one that's currently airing, and we'll we'll get to that episode in a bit. But it's safe to say, as as Square Root brutally said on Twitter, the results were <laughs> interesting. <laughs> interesting. Oh dear. Wow. I mean, they were pretty fucking great results, man, from my perspective. Um, no more, they, shall we say. I, I think they were fine, you know? 
Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you'll see on Sunday. So the the upload of this um, this next episode is happening on Sunday rather than next Wednesday because, as we are about to unveil, we have a huge project launching next week uh, with our usual Wednesday upload. So it's all changed for the next five weeks. Um, so we have to pump this one out uh, a little bit quicker, which is definitely not um, causing me to panic and work all weekend. Definitely not. Um, <laughs> Should we should we do the big unveiling? Oh, come on then. Unless anyone wants to hear about my back a bit more, then um, you know, I could happily talk about that. I think it feels like there. we were basically there, Bradley. That was <laughs> one hell of a of a story you spun. It, Diatribe. It, yeah. it felt like I was sort of sat having my hair cut or something, where they you know, they mostly chat in a nonsense at you to get over the, the social awkwardness of somebody caressing oh, your head. Stuff. Thanks that's, for that. Yeah. That's what it reminded great. me of. Brilliant. Um <laughs> Well, like yeah. an old person that doesn't get to speak to people very often, they just want to talk about all their aches and pains. Yeah, when you sit down on a bench and an old person sits next to you and you're like, oh no. This That's is me now, mate. That I'm nearly you. 40 and I'm old <laughs> and my back hurts. But yeah, I think we should. I think we should talk about our very, very exciting new project. Possibly the biggest thing we've ever done. Possibly. Um, yes, so next week is the start of a campaign and documentary series that we've been filming for the last six months, and it is called... It is right. called... What's it called, Johnny? Are you want to say, or, or am I saying it? <laughs> no, I was I was teeing you up for that, Brad. It's called Keep Cask Alive. This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. There you go. That was dramatic. So, keep Cask Alive is like I say. It's it's, a, it's both the docu series and it's a campaign that was um, actually initiated by Fuller's slash Asahi, who approached us saying that they wanted to give Cask, you know, a real a real boost after um, after COVID and after you know it's been in decline for nearly a decade now. Sometimes the decline every year has been over ten percent in terms of volume. In twenty nineteen, before the pandemic, two hundred million pounds less cask ale was sold in the UK. So it is serious decline that it's experiencing. And Fuller's, who who are now owned by Asahi, wanted to do something about that. They came to us and we came up with a pitch. So they said, you know, we want to make some videos that will help. And we came up with a five-part documentary series that's going to tell all the amazing stories about Cask Ale, all the amazing work, the amazing people, the amazing places that go into making it. Uh, and then we come up with a very exciting conclusion, which we won't spoil. We'll leave that to, mm. to the videos. But um, the first episode starts next week. Um, 
in which we'll be talking about caring for Cask. So it's it's a 20 minute documentary about, you know, the struggles that Cask is going through, about the the care and attention that it needs to be served at its best. Um, and then the week after that, the the real stories begin. So we're visiting Hook Norton, like you guys might have noticed, to talk about history, visiting Sheffield to talk about the future of Cask. We've been down in Margate at the micro pubs talking about the future of pubs. Um, and then we're going to be telling the story of Vintage Ale. Uh, Fuller's Vintage Ale uh, as the final episode. So, you know, all of these episodes are 20 minutes long. They're proper little documentaries that we've been working on. We've been traveling. I mean, we've been to London about four times now to film just this latest episode. So it's been a huge, huge commitment on our part. And we really hope that off the back of that, we can make a difference and get cask you know, get it exciting again, get people excited about cask. Because I think lots of big geeks, you know, we're all like, oh, I enjoy a, a, a Timothy Taylor's or I enjoy a Harvey's Best or a Five Points Best, but we don't, it doesn't become a sort of habit. It isn't, you know, when I go into the pub now as a result of what we've shot, I look at the cask lines first, which I don't think I'd have said beforehand. No, man, like we were we were sort of saying the other day, this, is, this whole experience has sort of fundamentally changed how we interact with pubs i would say and and you know our choices we make at the bar and what we you know what we're there for as well and and kind of celebrating a different format um from you know what we're what we kind of what we've come to sort of think of as exciting beer um you know a lot of the craft you know obviously craft beer all these kind of independent breweries and stuff and new exciting styles um but you know what? If cask is like the freshest, fresh bread of beer, most amazing, delicious beer experience you can ever have or hope to have when it's at its best, it's amazing. Totally agree. And I think we, we I think beer writers talk about that a lot. And no none of us have really got under its skin and tried to explain it properly to people that, you know, just don't get it or or haven't been um, haven't been exposed to that kind of world. And you know, the, when I look back now, um, sorry, not when I look back, when I look out, look forward now, and I look at breweries that are exciting me, um, pubs that are exciting me, sort of the language that I'm looking for has changed a little bit. Like it used to be, you know, I used to love to hear about long lagering times or, um, you know, grams per litre and dry hops or new hop varieties or anything like this. And now things like, you know, open fermentation, if I hear that word, I'm immediately like, oh okay mm. sorry two words i'm like that's interesting if it's a real ale or if it's a lager um or you know talking about generations old house yeasts and all this kind of stuff and i think it's those kind of stories that we need to be telling to get beer geeks excited about car scale to explain that everything that you think is exciting about modern beer there's an equivalent in traditional beer um and we need to sort of recognize that and step away from this obsession with stuff that we consider modern and recognize that the traditional processes, you know, sometimes the old ways are the best. And, it, you know, a really great example of the shift that I've had is Hook Norton were just the brewery that was local to me when I was growing up. It was just like, oh, that's the local beer, and I'd drink it every now and then and be like, oh, that's all right. But now, to me, Hook Norton is one of the most exciting breweries in the country. Like, the, the fact that they still use their old house yeast, the fact that they um, still open ferment in squares... Um, square Victorian um, slate squares, although they're plastic squares now. Um, the fact they deliver it by dray, horse and dray still to the local places. Um, 
you know, all that's really, really exciting to me. So suddenly this sort of brand from my childhood that I saw as fusty and old is now really exciting in my eyes. 100% mate. And it's it's kind of like that thing when you, like when, you know, when we first went to Czech Republic and you see the traditions that have been there for hundreds of years and you can taste it in the liquid. And it's it's once you've seen it and you appreciate the, 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 all of the history, the tradition, the knowledge, everything that goes into it, the experience just becomes so much richer when you're drinking it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just it adds up to greater than some of its parts, and it elevates your experience in in my eyes. From from you know being a part of this series we've made, I'm hoping that you know anyone who watches it is going to be inspired to go out and uh, drink more cask because the more cask you drink the better, the it, better gets. it gets the yeah. better it gets the fresher it is man so we all need to be drinking it it's both the the joy and the curse of cask is that if you drink loads <laughs> of it the throughput's higher so it's fresher so it's better but if you stop drinking it and drink less of it then it gets worse and worse so people drink less of it so <laughs> if i could define yeah, this... why cask ale struggles in one sentence it would be yeah. that yeah it's it's a weird one right and i think also people are easily put off because they've they've maybe had one bad pint where it's a bit vinegary or whatever, and you're like, oh, that's not for me. It's mm-hmm. not for me, that. And then you, you never go back to it. Um, and that is the pro- that's the problem. That's what we need to get past. Yep. Uh, yeah, and hopefully the series we've shot will will start to do that. So, yes, that goes live on Wednesday. Like I say, it is sponsored by Asahi slash Fuller's, but they gave us complete editorial freedom, um, other than they wanted one episode um involving them so that's that's the vintage l episode and i mean it's still an amazing episode we talked to you know the the guy who was head brewer of fullers for 30 years who invented vintage yeah. l and tell the story of that um you know it, it, it's going to be a great episode um so we're going to put at some point either this weekend or maybe monday or tuesday we're going to put the trailer that we've put together into our patreon forum so our patrons will see it first um, and if you're not a Patreon, you can join. There's a link in the show notes. Um, so you can come and see that early and have a chat with us about it. Um, but otherwise, yes, Wednesday it will be going live and there'll be a big sort of push of that on on social as well because we're hoping we've timed it in to uh, be released the same day that Cascale Week starts. So we're hoping hoping that it's going to be a big deal um, and it's going to get some attention and, and, and can you know change some minds, I guess. Big time, big yeah. time. Um, should we should, uh should we talk about this week's video johnny we probably should we should um yeah so uh this was the big brew day <laughs> yeah the biggest brew day i've ever done i've never done a double batch home brew day i probably wouldn't do it again <laughs> it was it was a bit much but i had a lot of fun um and the video's done really well. Like, I, I guess sometimes we forget that YouTube at its heart is a how-to website, right? <laughs> That's why mm-hmm. most people go there is to learn about something. So when you do just straight up homebrewing, people are like, ah, I'd like to learn that process. And we had lots of comments from people saying it was really interesting to see that process and see my process as well. I wouldn't call what I do a process. I'd call it chaos. But um, if you learned anything from that, then, um, well, I worry for you, slash I'm happy for you. I uh, particularly enjoyed when you were sort of old man style, just sort of talking uh, to the camera, uh, not to the camera, but you, you'd kind of got up to do stuff. Um, and you were just like, I've still got to bloody clean it all and the rest <laughs> of it. It's, uh, it's good. I enjoyed that. It's, it's the side you Maybe. don't see. When we're filming together, I in a monologue that. 
yes, but I let it all out because I was on my own and I was like actually that can go in because <laughs> we've all yeah. thought that homebrews at some point you're like knackered towards the end of it and you're like oh I've still got to clean the bloody thing <laughs> um, so yes I, I think that was relatable content is the phrase big time um, I, I was I was just looking at our Discord forum at some comments which I haven't I haven't noted them down I should have done but we we got some sort of comments about your brewing attire, uh, yeah, and that yeah that you basically ruined some nice clothes. And then we had some comments from the sort of brewing attire that different uh, forum members wear. Uh, I know that Josh Meller said he wears a, a, a hipster denim uh, jumpsuit sort of thing. Is it a jumpsuit? Awesome. What do you call it? Dungarees. Dungarees. Dungarees yeah. Uh, which uh, someone else, I can't remember who it was, uh, gave him a little jibe back, basically saying, very sensible when you're sort of working hot side, when you get all the hot stuff soaking into your denim and burning your your uh, legs and whatnot. Um, but mm. yes, you, 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 you were wearing sort of quite nice clothing to be in, Johnny. Well, it's because I've, I've got this, this pair of trousers uh that i love they're they're levi chinos green chinos but they're cursed so i bought one pair i bought one pair and promptly lost enough weight that they didn't fit i then bought another pair that got ripped that was the pair i was wearing in that video so i then bought another pair and that pair if you remember was there for the explosion i do uh, remember in a in a restaurant (laughs) where a load of Chipotle hot sauce exploded all over the trousers. So I've now got a final new pair. So I'm on my fourth pair. Oh, that, really? This is all within like a year. I thought you said that you'd managed to salvage those ones, but you didn't well, salvage them. Well, they're salvaged in terms yeah. of I can wear them like yeah. sort of normally for, a, you know, just socially, but they're not the nice pair of chinos I'd wear to a restaurant anymore. Right, right. You know, so you thought you can... you'd brew in them? You thought you'd brew in the good ones? Or well, I brewed in the torn in the... ones. Oh, fair enough. Right, yeah, yeah. that's okay. That makes yeah. sense. So, yeah, yeah I, I assume that everybody would brew in stuff that they didn't mind ruining further. But maybe maybe I'm wrong. People want to look good when they're making craft beer. I don't well, know. We, it, forums, we had hiking hiking wear from um, somebody, I can't remember who it was. Sorry for not remembering. And obviously uh, the denim sort of uh, dungarees. But yeah, I mean, uh, waterproofs seem sensible to me. Um, you know, waterproofs, maybe like a jaunty little pair of cut-off wellies like I was sporting at Bigfoot. <laughs> That's not practical wear. To safe. The, the hot wort will get straight into your boots. Well, you'd have to be pretty silly to be pouring hot wort down your um, down well, your ankles. You don't do it on purpose. <laughs> no, that's um, true. Yeah, really what you need is proper... Water, well, not water resistant dungarees like the car like waders that they all wear. Yeah, yeah, or waders. I think Johnny for fishing waders, attire. You could go for waders. Just That's like true. I think you should just wear basically, um, yeah, fishing attire. Like and you know, like maybe get a pipe, um, so you could be proper sort of Captain Bird's Eye sort of stuff. Sure, you should be smoking around beer. Maybe not. I'm. I'm also picturing now um, there will be blood. Uh, <laughs> But Have he's you watched the film Captain recently? Birdseye's Is that why outfit? this keeps coming back to you? No, no. I've just it's just it's it kind of stuck with me that film. It's it's a very powerful uh, portrayal by um, by uh, your man. He's from down down the road from me. So uh, yeah, I there you it. go. While we're on the topic of things you shouldn't do while brewing, actually, the comment that I've picked out 
um, mm. for this podcast is from Andy Higginbottom. Oh, yeah. He said, amazing video, love the detail and amazing insight to your process slash my chaos, as I call it. Uh, he said, I did want to shout no drinking on the hot side at, at you, though. <laughs> Um, and there were a couple of comments along this that were saying I shouldn't be drinking while there's boiling wort around and you're probably right but when you're drinking a 5% lager and I I mean I did have three of them by the end so I probably was not entirely in control of my faculties but I feel like I mean I I obey the rule generally I don't generally drink when I homebrew I drink at the cleaning stage but when you've got a double brew day on you know my body was expecting that beer it was like you've been brewing for four hours so now it's time for a beer Damn, sounds like a good excuse to me, buddy. Yeah, but yeah, I'm mean, sure that'll stand off in the court of law. <laughs> and I pour boiling hot wort on a neighbour or something. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, no, nothing, and nobody was harmed in the making of that video. Um, I, well, actually, no, my trousers were fine; they were already broken. Um, but yes, you shouldn't really be drinking. Certainly, shouldn't be drinking a lot while you're brewing because it can be quite dangerous. Um, so I apologise to anybody that was disgusted and shocked by the fact that I had. Uh, two or three beers while that was going on. Um, yeah, my my comments were basically similar lines. So Lee Haslam said, "Great new video, brew with Johnny after three beers, love it." Uh, James Freehart said, "Highly endorse drinking while brewing." Um, and oh right, so he's, had, he's all for it. He's he's all for it. Yeah, he's on your he's on team team uh, drink team hot side, um, <laughs> hot shots part de with your two brews. Um, and, and Nick Levy said, whoa, this is all very new and exciting. Johnny, you know a girl? Because <laughs> um, <which laughs> I was like, oh, look at this. I'm pretty sure that is the first time um, Heather's made it into a video, potentially. She, she's she been in the background of the odd thing, but that that's yeah. the closest she's come to being the star. So her hands were in there. Yeah, good hand modelling skills. Joey yeah. from Friends would be proud. I'll, I'll tell you, between, between Friends, the reason she was in on that is because I I couldn't get the cling film detached from the role. <laughs> so she then came in and managed to get the cling film detached from the role and then was like, oh, let me do it. So that that's how that came about, because I'm useless. Caring is sharing, mate. And, yeah. um, you know, it's a beautiful thing to um, to to brew with your loved one. Uh True. And we when we do our Christmas brew, Heather's always Heather, Heather's always been there for the Christmas brew with me. She's always part of that fantastic. one. And we brewed a brewed a tasty summer pale ale during um lockdown as well, so we had something to drink. So she she enjoys a brew. Nice. So that's pretty much all we have time for this week. The final thing to talk about is the fact that my book is released on Monday. No way. I don't think you've mentioned that before, Johnny. (laughs) People are probably breathing a sigh of relief because I might shut up about it, but they're wrong because... No, it's just going to start ramping up now, surely. Exactly. This is, you know, onslaught begins. The book comes out on Monday. It's already available and already shipping from Camera, who published it, and there's a link in the show notes. But you can also currently buy it from Beer Merchants if you're in the UK, and I'll put a link to that. And if you buy it from Beer Merchants, you can also buy it with the four collaboration beers that I brewed. Uh, with Dea, Siren, Elusive, and Lost and Grounded. Um, and they all four beers represent the seasons. Uh, I'll be putting a video tasting of that live at some point next week when I have time. But do go pre-order it, um, and then I think it will ship on Thursday the 30th, which is incidentally the day where you can join me and possibly Brad for the yep, book I should be party. here. 
Yeah, unless I mean I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't miss it for the world, mate. Because obviously I want to big you up and 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 celebrate this massive momentous achievement with you. Um, but I might be in Amsterdam, but I probably won't. <laughs> I wouldn't miss it for the world, the but I might morning. be in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's my birthday as well, so I kind of want to go to the dam and uh, you know go to the biggest flea market in Europe, which is kind of what I want to do. But yeah. <laughs> Well, that, I mean, that probably is more fun than my book launch, but I still hate you for it. Um, uh, <laughs> but I'm, yeah. com- I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> so you guys can come down to the Beer Merchant's Tap, which is in Hackney Wick, East London. If you can't make that, I'm at Hackney Brewery, which is weirdly in Walthamstow, uh, on the Saturday. And then I have a whole book tour, about, I think it's 14 dates overall, um, all around the country. Um, there's There's Leeds, Bristol, Cheltenham, London, Wokingham... Uh, we're talking about a Manchester date at the moment. I want to do an Edinburgh date. Uh, there's Northampton. Um, and there's somewhere else I'm missing. Not sure. I'm also going to Hitchin Beer Festival tonight uh, to nice. sell some books. That's a camera beer nice. festival. So I'm everywhere. So come say hi You're everywhere, uh, if you can make it to one of them. Do, um, do you want to make an appeal um, for people's houses to stay in? Or are you Alan Partridging it all the way? In travel Prem- lodges with your Prem- twelve. Premier in, mate. Travel lodge sucks. Premier in for the win. Right, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, nice. So yeah, I'm all, all set for that. The only other thing to add is that if you buy that box from Beer Merchants, you could hold on to the beers until the 14th of October, which is our next live show when we'll be tasting through those beers and talking about the book, taking questions. So make sure you've read the book by then, but not drunk the beers. I haven't thought this through, but the um, the box, Johnny. Do you get just four beers, or do you get two of each? How does it work? It, it's just four beers because quantities oh, shit, yeah. are pretty small. So top make, up that order. Gotta, you, wow, yeah. Maybe you should. Maybe you shouldn't be releasing them so soon. Dare I say, people are going to want to drink them, and then what we're going to do when we do a live show? Nobody's got anything to drink, Johnny. Well, they can. What we we could ask them. This would be cool if you yeah. do want to drink the beers before the live show. Then just have a little think and pick four beers that you think represent the seasons and drink nice. them during the show, and we can chat about everybody's choices. How's that for a little like segment? It. I like it a lot. Yeah, that's that's a good good segment, man. I think there that'd be top, top bananas. There you go. Awesome. So there we go, guys. All the links are in the descriptions of the podcast, uh, and we will see you on Wednesday for possibly the biggest upload of our lives. Amazing. <laughs> The Bubble and Friday 5pm podcast are brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer channel. You can watch over 400 mini documentaries at youtube.com slash the craft beer channel. And if you love what we do, support us via Patreon and get access to merchandise and our amazing Discord forum. A positive and welcoming space for everyone who loves beer, food and homebrewing. Love and beer.